Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, up to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Boone, and today on the program, I sit down with a longtime sports journalist, current studio host for MLB Network, also is on NHL Network, but it's playoff time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Robert Flores. Robert, thank you for coming on the program. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I've got, I know you're a big wrestling fan, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Right, I need, right off the right off the get-go, I need your... <laughs> What do you think? Oh, I like that. Okay. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I was there. That's right. That's right. I saw you. Not everybody is the MVP of the celebrity softball. No, it's uh-uh. one of my biggest. It's one of my biggest honors. I, I mean, no, you you show that you still have the stroke, <laughs> my man. It was it was funny. I I you know I through the years, my Cincinnati days, those guys were really into wrestling, and they used to have. Uh, at the time, it was the 90s. So we had Goldberg. He'd come down to the ballpark, hit BP. Actually, he actually could hit. But those guys, that was back in the day where you you know better than me. It was team something against team something. And and the whole Reds team was into it. I really wasn't, though. But I, yeah. I really like my belt. I think it's cool. No, no. That, that That's a great belt. Anytime that you can uh, showcase a a championship belt like that. I mean, you got to, I mean, I'm hoping you just kind of wear it around when you're running errands, you know, just over your, over your shoulder there. When you walk into a, you know, a Lowe's or maybe a grocery store or something. Home Depot. Yeah. So, (laughs) uh, a lot of people know you from your ESPN days. Yeah. And I want to know, uh, you're at the network. Now you're both NHL and MLB. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest difference between the ESPN days and being at a network where it's just all baseball all the time? So it's like you never get a break from it yeah. in the offseason, uh, NFL playoff time when there's nothing right. really going on with baseball. How do you keep that going? It's It's got to be a little bit of a challenge. You got to find a story. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's challenging in that, uh, you know, when, once our uh, once the World Series is over, then clearly there's not as much news. Um, but, you, you know, we, we can take solace in the fact that we have a bunch of dedicated fans that they can't get enough baseball. That's, uh, you know, is that everyone? No, but there is a good segment of the 
uh, of you know kind of our sporting fandom that uh, just can't get enough of it. Um, as far as the differences, there's you know there's a variety of differences. Um, you, you know, there's at, at, at MLB Network, it's a, it's a smaller, it's a you know kind of a smaller group of people. We're not as big uh, as as ESPN, and in a lot of ways, I find that very I find that more appealing than than the you know than the comparison to ESPN. So um, yeah, I mean it's a little bit of a challenge once you hit in that uh, World Series and the World Series is over and you're kind of struggling for content. But uh, luckily, uh, you know it's not too much further after the World Series that we get the winter meetings and you know really the hot stove starts really perking up. Uh, just had one of you, one of your partners at the, at the network, uh, former teammate of mine. We had Mark DeRosa on. Yeah. Um, I love Mark. He's he's a great baseball guy. He's I had him when he was green. He was young. Uh, I was just getting to the big leagues, and uh, you know it was just one year. But I remember him for that. Um, tell me something that I don't know about Mark DeRosa. You're living with him now. <laughs> um, I I would say that he is probably what he is one of the most creative TV savvy analysts. I've ever worked for now there, there's a lot of, you know, we, there's a, I've worked and had the pleasure of working with some talented analysts, both still at MLB network and where I was at prior. But um, I think what separates Mark and the others that we have at our network, but especially Mark is that he is, he's TV savvy and that he thinks like a producer, he thinks like a TV producer. And I've never really been around other analysts that had kind of that that gut feeling of what's going to work on TV, that sixth sense of what an audience really wants. And I think that is one of the many reasons why he's among the best uh, of all the analysts. And I'm not just talking about baseball. I'm talking any analyst doing any sport on television. I think he's right up there. You know, when I was, a, uh, I say when I was a kid, when I was in the minor leagues, it was all ESPN. Mm -hmm. And even in my early big league days, uh, that's where we got our news. It was Sports Center, and then Baseball Tonight came along. Yeah. So, especially in the minor leagues, because you're you're aspiring to be there. You know, you're yes. just, you can't wait to get there. And all you have is what did the big boys do tonight? So we'd play our minor league game wherever we were, Carolina Lake. And after the game, I'd go right home, and I I couldn't get enough. It's like, all right, what you know, what are they doing? What are they doing? Yeah. Uh, early in my big league days. You know, when you want it, you're not used to seeing yourself on TV if you hit a home run or you have a big day. Are they going to put me up on the little ticker yeah. on the side? Um, and that was cool. Along comes MLB Network. It's all baseball. What do you hear from the current players? Good, the bad, the indifferent. Do you ever hear, hey, I don't think I was covered fairly on that? Or you say something where a guy, it could be good or bad. Right. No, I, I think for the most part, uh, the players um, – you know, for, for our show, uh, especially during the season, MLB Central, I, I think we do a good job of celebrating the game, uh, profiling the players and not just stars from the big market teams or the winning teams, but even players for teams that, you know, maybe their their teams are, are struggling a little bit or their organization is in a different phase of development. So I think we do a good job of highlighting everyone, all the players and all the quality players, not just the quote unquote, uh, you know, high profile names or household names. And as far as criticism, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard from a couple of players that um, have been, 
they weren't necessarily, you know, they weren't rude or overtly aggressive, but you know, they'll bring up a, Hey, what, why did you guys do this? Or what, what was your thinking about that? And it just, you know, it's a dialogue and it's an open discussion, but you know, that's part of it. You know, we, we try to be as, uh, as fair as possible, but at, at the same time, uh, there's a lot of really good players in this league and a, a lot of really good dudes, uh, in this league, um, that, that need to be highlighted and showcased. And I think our, our network and our, and our program in particular does a good job of doing that. Challenges being on the East coast, mm -hmm. uh, keeping up. And, and I just found that out. I get reminded every time I go to the East coast, cause I'm so used to being on the West coast, you know, our latest game goes off at five 30 yep. night. And so every night I'm in, I'm in the bed and jammies and I've seen everything you could see where East coast, a lot of times it doesn't start till, right. you know, if you're going to cover the Dodgers and the Padres and the Giants and the Mariners, everybody on the West Coast, the yeah. games don't start till seven at, or seven at night on my coast. So 10 o'clock for you guys. Sure. So you're not getting the story. Maybe you have something in the morning you got to cover. Mm -hmm. Is that is that a bit of a challenge? Like, or, or do you just set up your clock where I just got long hours? I got to I got to stay up till one thirty. You always yeah. got the DVR option. I mean, it, it's it's a combination of all three. Uh, sometimes you're you're staying up, uh, uh, you know, watching a game. Uh, you know, they're they're towards later in the season. I was I was all in on that Astros Mariners series in Seattle late in the season, and that's just that's just part of it. Sometimes you're DVRing games. Other times, you're listening to MLB Network Radio on the way in. So um, you, you know, you you do your best to. Uh, try to uh, keep your uh, your tabs on everything going around uh, the league. But but yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of there's compelling stories in every time zone in this league, whether it be West Coast, Central or East Coast or anywhere in between. So um, I, I think we do a good job of 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 our staff making it making sure that we are highlighting and and like I said, showcasing not just players on the East Coast because there is that, you know, that that criticism of the east coast bias but I, I think we do a good job of of highlighting and and bringing all stories from everywhere across the league you mentioned uh different parts of the season you've got you know you got opening day you got the all-star game you got the races in september october obviously is is the kind of the sweet spot when it all gets get into that world series but you got the off season too you got trade right. deadlines uh during the regular season, yeah, the winter meetings for Robert Flores. What's what's your what's the best time of the year for you? What's your favorite time where this is man? It gets my juices flowing. Yeah, it's it's this time of year. Uh, I I don't think that that's I don't think it's close. Uh, you know there is that an anticipation and excitement of when pitchers and catchers report and opening day. That that's all great, but um, I, I I don't think it gets better. Than this, uh, the games that we've had thus far, particularly, uh, you know, game two between the Phillies and the Braves. Uh, I mean, that that's what makes playoff baseball, I think, so unique and so special. Uh, I, I mean, you could sent, you could just feel the electricity and the the anticipation and the tension that was all coming through the uh, the TV screen. So, uh, for me. Um, I don't. I don't think that there's a better time. Uh, you could argue maybe in all of sports than than postseason baseball. Well, you mentioned that NHL Network. Now let's flip yeah. your other hat on. Uh -huh. Compare and contrast in the capacity that you're covering 
Yeah. Uh, give me a World Series versus Stanley Cup. What's the differences? What are the similarities? Well, <clears throat> I I think the unique thing about um, the NHL and the Stanley Cup and you know their playoff run is it it is grueling. It is a it might be the most grueling postseason playoff in all of professional sports. What those guys put their body through uh, in a short amount of time to to hoist up that Stanley Cup it is it is second to none. And and then also um, much like postseason baseball. The game can just change like that. Um, you can be in the third overtime, uh, and then you know, a f- few seconds into the th- third overtime, puck goes into the net and game's over. So when when you're talking about two uh, tension filled type of uh, formats and environments, uh, NHL and, and Major League Baseball certainly have that that market cornered. Uh, Robert Flores, you're from Texas. You're a Texas mm-hmm. kid. Who who is your team? Uh, I'm- probably the Astros. Who's your team yeah. growing up? Favorite player? Uh, I grew up in Houston, so I am an Astros fan. My favorite player growing up as a kid was Cesar Cedeno. Yes. Um, Bad News Bears and breaking training. That's right. Cesar's <laughs> in there. Uh, Bob Watson. Bob and Watson Venus, and Cesar Cedeno. Is, is yep. in that, uh, in yep. that scene of the, of the movie. So, uh, you know, when I was growing up as a, as a younger kid, uh, the Astros weren't very good. They didn't really start having success until the 1979-1980 season. Uh, in 80 they went to the uh, to the LCS against your against your dad's 1980 Philadelphia Phillies team. That yep. was a great series. That was a great LCS. They still play they still play that on on uh, classics. Yep. I mean, I was probably what was I? I was 9 years old. No, it's 10 years old. Yeah. I still remember that series. That's one of the things in my childhood that sticks out is yeah, the World Series uh, against the Royals. That was another great series. Yeah. But that Houston series mm-hmm. because I remember I couldn't, you know, uh, when I I was a rat when I was 10 years old. All I wanted to do is baseball. But, and dad, I thought I was going to be able to go on the road with him for that playoff series. Now, Brett, you you're staying home, you got school, so I had to watch. And I remember that. I remember that series. Because it was, you're right. It was back and forth. It's one mm-hmm. of the greatest, and and I think a lot of historians that that are baseball guys, when they look at the history of postseason play. Obviously, there's so many series, but that Houston Philly series definitely ranks up there with a lot of people that that do this. For, you know, that's what they do. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm. I don't remember, but and and maybe. I, I could be wrong, but I thought it, first of all, that, that LCS back in the day was decided in five games, not seven. Right. Um, but I believe, I think four of the five games went to extra innings. I, I, I think they did. Um, and I remember in game five, I think it was, the Astros gave had a lead for Nolan Ryan. I believe in the seventh inning, they were and up they, three they or four runs. Yep. And, you're, and those Phillies, they clawed back. It was like Pete Rose and Manny Trio and yeah. Chad and, of course, Schmidt and Larry Boa. I mean, it's just a great, great series. It was a heartbreaking finish for me because I'm, I'm like you. I was 10 years old at the time, but right. just an unbelievable series. I remember. I mean, some of my, to this day, you know, I've, I've, I've been blessed. I've been, man, I've, I've seen a lot of things in, in, my life being, you know, in the family that I've been in growing mm-hmm. up watching dad. But, uh, you know, some of my best memories are, are back then. And I look at the playoff format today, yeah. you know, on this side of the microphone and covering these guys. I think it's great for the game. I think there's a lot of excitement. I think you keep so many cities in it 
for so yes. much longer. You know, in the past, uh, let's take it back to 1980. 1980, uh, 10 of these cities are were knee-deep in football in September because sure. their team could be eliminated at the break. There's a, there's a, a purity part of me that really – Loves that part because you truly get the best teams at the end. You grind it out for 162, yeah. and there's only two teams coming from each league. They play a little five-game series, and then all of a sudden you're in the World Series before yeah. you know it. Now, much easier to get there, but these playoffs are tough. I mean, we're seeing right now with with uh, the way things are shaking out. I mean, just that first round. You got Arizona coming in against yeah. Milwaukee. Milwaukee's got arguably – the the best starting pitching now I know Woodruff missed that you right. know he went down late and they, he wasn't available but arguably the best pitching staff in the postseason they're playing an eighty four win Arizona they get swept Texas who limps into the postseason they lose mm-hmm. three out of four to the Mariners at the end they get new life in Tampa Bay I mean Tampa Bay imploded they made so many errors that yeah. was just not even a series uh, Phillies. And and you know that home field advantage in Philly and how crazy and how rocking that place was. They got rid of the Marlins real quick. I don't think that was a big a surprise to anybody. Uh, but then Minnesota comes in and just whoops up on Toronto. So all sweeps going in. Big surprise for you? Yeah, I think the um, what the Diamondbacks did to the Milwaukee Brewers. I thought that was a uh, I thought that was a surprise. Um, yes, they were without Woodruff and that's a, um, you know, that's obviously a kick in the gut for Milwaukee, but I, I just did not expect for the Diamondbacks to go in. And really, I think the most surprising part of that series was the performance of the Diamondbacks bullpen. Um, they were, they were nails. They were on lock for those first two games and, and we're seeing it bear out that that momentum has now carried through the first two games uh, in this series, yeah, game one was a blowout. The scored six runs just like that in that first inning. Um, so not quite as much pressure on the bullpen. But in game two, they were put to the test and the game, they came through. So um, I, I don't know. What what about you? What what tweaks? I, I tell you the one tweak that I think you could make now, because I've seen a lot of criticism or people questioning about the format. One, one, the Astros had the week off just last year and they won the World Series. So they were able to navigate right. But would you would you be in favor of that wild card series beginning right after the regular season? Regular season ends on Sunday. Wild card begins Monday, and uh, that maybe shortens the amount of off time that the division winners have. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, because I think the people that have the best record and have done the best over 162, I think they need to be rewarded in some capacity. Now, maybe making them start the day after, that doesn't allow 
any preparation, doesn't allow you to get your rotation set up to where you want. It's almost like saying, listen, you're lucky to get in. So this is your penalty. Yes. So you just got to keep rolling with whoever's next, uh, you know, yes. whoever's next on the slate. I think without a doubt, that's how it should be. You know, there's so many, there's so much stuff going around like, well, it could do better if you do this or this and that. I think from a entertainment standpoint and a fan's perspective, I think it's about as good as it could be right now. Now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm watching this today. Today. I think we got uh, Texas and Baltimore and uh, Minnesota at Houston. Yeah. But it seems like we're having an awful lot of off days this early into the division series uh, because the first get first day, which was, what was the first day of uh, the division series? Was that? that was Saturday, and you had all four games going all on. All four games. Then you yeah. had a two. Two teams are off, and then you got a two. Now those teams are off again. It seems yeah. like there's more off days. I, I don't know. I think that could be scheduled a little bit better. And if we have to have four in a day, you have to have four in a day. Yeah, I, I, I and I think that's, uh, I, I think that's really the the only reason they did it was to give the, you know, to put the. Uh, that moving forward, you have at least one series active, uh, you know, every day until, you know, obviously it's the best three out of five. So, uh, the Rangers have a chance to, uh, to, to eliminate the Orioles, uh, on, on Tuesday. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I think it's, it's difficult and you would, you would know better than anybody just, um, how sitting for a handful of days, right. It can be a detriment, especially when you face a team that comes in rolling. So um, it, it's I'm sure that there's could be some tweaks. Another tweak that I would like to see, maybe reseeding. I'm not sure Phillies Braves should be decided in a best of five. I right. would like to see that six, go six one to start the postseason. A yep. six one six against the one Matt. Yeah, I kind of like that too. Um, but like like you said, that team comes in rolling. I mean, Arizona would have been a six seed. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's like, no, if I'm the number one seed right now, I, maybe I don't want to face Arizona because they're yeah. they're hot as it gets. But you look at it, I don't know. I, it's, you know, it pulls at me because mm-hmm. once again, the, the old school, the purist in me says, hey, I only want the best in the postseason. I don't want it to be like the other sports where everybody gets in. Yeah. But then the baseball side of me and, and the, the guy that wants to grow the game. Right. I see the fans and man, they get to hang on and their cities in it when in past years, they would never even be, you know, like I said, he, it would, they'd be concentrating on football, but no, their team's got a chance and they sneak in at the last minute. I mean, when's the last time Arizona was making noise like this in the postseason? They haven't. No, I mean, I, I think uh, the last time they were in the postseason was 2017. Uh, and they got swept by the Los Angeles Dodgers. So I, I, I like, I like what it, like you said, it, it gives a chance for, for more teams and more cities and more fans to stay involved longer. Um, I, I do think that there's a couple of tweaks moving forward that pr- could probably make it even better. I don't think I want playoff expansion. I feel like this is about, this, this is a, this is the perfect amount of team. So yeah. hopefully uh, that remains the same, um, but yeah, you you could always um, you know make it a little bit better. And I'm not I'm not sure considering having a 162 game schedule. I mean, I, I'm not sure you can extend the playoff and the postseason much further than what you have. I mean, I believe Game Seven of the World Series is slated for like 
November second or third or yeah. something like that. I, I don't think you want to go any any further, right? And, into and, that, and that gets into the union and having to negotiate with the player because it is as a player. Um, you know, I think about it twofold. It's like I go to spring training. I probably play in half those games, so I play in fifteen in the in the uh, in the spring, and then we got a one sixty two. And then this, right. if you're standing at the end of this. I mean that's a that's a long haul. Now, if you wanted to add a game, it's like, is it really going to matter if I play uh, 174 games plus spring trading versus 173? But that's going to be a negotiation. That's going to be something that the union yeah. and and Major League Baseball would have to work out. I think they did a good job. I still I hesitate because I see a team like Tampa Bay. They won 99 games this year, mm-hmm. and they're in a best of three. It's yeah. a hell of a lot better than that one, one game yes, go home. Totally agree. But the best of three is still tough because something happens that first game. Your ace just doesn't have it. He gets a blister. You're down one. You got a gun to your head after game one, mm-hmm. and that's tough. It's better than the one game. The one game, you know, play and the winner goes on. Uh, but it's still, it, it man, it's tough for 162 games. It comes down to that. Yeah, you know. And I think you start weeding out the as the series get longer, the next series, seven game series. Now, usually in a seven game series, best team wins. I best agree with that. Wins. Usually, but, but in the three game and the five game, you catch a hot team. Uh, anything could happen. And we're seeing that right now. Um, biggest surprise for you out of the four that, that we're going home that quickly. Um, hmm. Once again, it was Arizona, Texas, Minnesota, and Phil. So the Marlins, Tampa Bay, Milwaukee, uh, they went home. Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, there's part of me that was surprised that the Toronto Blue Jays uh, got dispatched so quickly. But on the other hand, that's who they've been all season and really, really the last couple of seasons. Uh, for some reason, uh, it is not flowing. It is not gelling the way that it looks like it should on paper there in Toronto. Um, I think they're going to have some really interesting decisions to make moving forward and maybe as soon as this offseason because Vlad Guerrero Jr. save for that 21 what was it 2021 campaign where he came up uh uh came up short in the MVP race to Otani right you know has he delivered the way that we expect um his his base running mistake you know notwithstanding I, I think that they're going to have some really interesting decisions to make on on the Bichette, Guerrero, Biggio. Um, what what do they do? Because right now it, it's not for whatever reason it's not working. It's not. We've been waiting a long time, and this year the the pitching came along. Barrios finally got to a yep. point where they've expected him to be for years and years. Gossman had a great year. Uh, Kikuchi had a great year for yes, him. He did. You got you got Ryu back late. Uh, so that was a formidable rotation to go along with what they've been, you know, kind of known for in the last three, four years is that explosive offense. Offense wasn't there for them. They were kind of middle of the pack team this year for mm-hmm. having that that explosive of, you know, the name, the name recognition that you see in the Toronto Blue Jays. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 